If you end your day feeling like you got nothing accomplished, but you were busy all day helping others accomplish their things or sitting in meetings, then this episode is for you. We're going to talk about why it's so important to change your definition of what a successful and productive day looks like now that you are a leader. Stay tuned for the details. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. So here's a quick thing. I just recorded this entire episode. I think I talked for about 30 minutes. And then as I was about to start editing, I realized that I selected the wrong mic and nothing was recorded. And so here we go. We're doing it again. And I hope this time it will actually turn into a better recording than the one before. What I want to talk to you today is about something that I see very often with my coaching clients, which is that when they transition from an IC, an individual contributor, into a manager role, a lot of their responsibilities change. Yet many of them, especially for new managers or first-time managers, they still carry with them a part of their IC work. So they're both responsible for outcomes and deliverables, and they're also responsible for managing their team. Now, the challenge with this is, and overall the challenge with transitioning into leadership is that it requires a vastly different approach. As an IC, you probably were praised and recognized for all the things that you got done, how much you got done, how fast you got them done, and your performance was measured on the deliverables, the outcomes you produced or you contributed to. And then you transition into leadership and all of a sudden you realize that you're helping everyone else achieve their to-dos, but your to-do list is long in the morning and it's the same length at the end of the day, if not even longer. And it's really hard to actually get to the work that you wanted to do and it can feel frustrating, it can feel disappointing, it may feel like you're not producing any work. And for some of my clients, it's a bit of a loss of identity of what am I actually doing here? I don't feel like I'm being productive. I don't feel like I'm actually adding value. And I felt way better in my role when I was an IC. What's that about? So the problem here is that we have a wrong or better an outdated definition of what a successful and and a productive in terms of like producing value, what such a day would look like. As an IC, very much about outcome, deliverables, milestones, and so forth. As a leader, this definition has to change because it's way less about doing now and way more about influencing. 
and this can be hard to reconcile for yourself. You might intellectually get it, but there's still a bit of a dissonance of what you think it should be and then what you feel like it should be. But it can also fuel these concerns that maybe the people on your team wonder what you're doing. Are they like the busy bees and the worker bees who are doing all the work and working long nights and delivering all the work and you're kind of the queen in the middle of the beehive just, you know, being taken care of? Is that the perception people have when if that's a concern you have and you worry about being perceived as a lazy manager or someone who doesn't contribute, then know that this has nothing to do with your team and everything to do with how you see yourself and how much you own and are aware and clear of where and how you're adding most value in this current role. There's a YouTube video in which Jeff Bezos was interviewed and he talks about what he thinks a successful day is for him. And he talks about the fact that if he makes two to maybe three really smart, really good decisions, then he's done his job. That's all he has to do is make a few key decisions every day. And that clearly is a complete shift from an IC who thinks about a successful day being getting a lot of stuff done and accomplishing tasks. So as you're transitioning into leadership, that initial shift from sort of that box of ICs, now you're jumping out of that fishbowl into the other fishbowl, the fishbowl of leaders, that other part of the organization, where it's now a lot more about supporting ICs and other people, building relationships. It's a lot more about coaching your team, about anticipating challenges and obstacles, preparing for them, thinking strategically, connecting the dots, advocating on behalf of your team for resources and headcounts, and then bringing in and hiring and training great additions to your team. It's a lot more about the intangible things or the more strategic things than it is about just outcomes and deliverables. As I'm sharing this with you, there's three steps that I invite you to consider. Step one is what we just talked about. It's about acknowledging that this transition is a requirement. You cannot be a busy bee or a worker bee and also be a great leader. You have to let go of that definition of yourself, that identity of yourself in order to take on this next identity. And you will have to do this over and over again, right? As you grow as a leader. But this initial shift from IC to leader is probably the biggest one. And recognizing that this is what needs to happen is step one. Step two is now if deliverables and outcomes are not the thing that I should measure my productivity on, what then should I be measuring my productivity and value add on? And this is what the second phase is about. Now, I work with my clients and helping them define it. You could work with your boss, you can find a mentor, or you can work with a coach who helps you clarify where should you and how should you be spending your time to add the most value to the team and to the organization overall. In fact, what's funny is that many of my clients who sort of struggle with this um, and they have this dissonance going on, their managers actually tell them, hey, delegate more get out of the weeds more. I need you on this strategic project. I need you to work more on this other thing. 
but they still have a hard time doing it. And it's because they might intellectually understand that, but understanding it is very different than doing it, right? It's this common sense, it's not common practice. Because if you want to start practicing it, you have to actually embrace and own that new identity. That new definition of what a successful, productive, and value-adding day now looks like. Because I don't know your days and I don't know your role, I don't know your company and the requirements and the expectations that others have on you, I can't tell you how to best spend your day. But some of the common themes are building relationships across the organization. So managing sideways, advocating upwards towards senior leadership, building these connections for you to establish strong relationships, but also for you to gather information and ensure that there is strong information flow in all directions. And that will help you connect the dots and be more forward-looking, more proactive, a great strategic thinker, and being able to plan effectively and anticipate opportunities as well as challenges ahead of time. That's one. A second one important for leaders is to spend time coaching and developing team members and helping them remove roadblocks. So if you spend an hour in your day talking to one of your employees who might feel overwhelmed or challenged or stressed out, or maybe they have a personal situation that's weighing heavy on them, and for you to be there to listen, to support them, maybe to take 10 minutes to write a handwritten card, maybe to spend five minutes ordering flowers for them. That is time well spent. And then a third common pillar is to spend time reflecting on the past and planning ahead, looking what has worked in the past or what is currently working, what is not working, and then get ahead of the game to make sure that your team is set up for success, not just today, but also in the future. So a bit of the strategic thinking and planning relationship building across the organization and even outside the organization, as well as supporting, coaching and developing your team members. Those are three common pillars. But again, I don't know if those all apply to you. You have to figure out what it is for you personally. I suggest you have three, four, maybe five such pillars that you reflect on that you consider to be the most important in your role as a leader. And then at the end of the day, even if your to-do list is longer than it was in the morning, if you can go back and say, today I spent most of my time on these key pillars, then you invested your time wisely. You're doing it right, even if initially it doesn't feel that way. It feels like you might be lazy or it feels like you're wasting time or you're being ineffective. Know that that's completely normal. That happens when you transition from one identity to the next. It's like someone who's learning how to ski and as they progress, the, the ski instructor will ask them to drop the poles and to go down the slopes without ski poles. Initially, that feels super awkward because you're so used to putting that pole down into the, to sticking that pole into the snow. But after a few minutes, you're starting to get used to it and it feels normal again, right? So this is the same thing. You're just practicing something new that will feel awkward in the moment but over time this will become your new default and it is that transition is what is required in order for you to grow as a leader and be a good leader not being stuck and hold yourself back because you still think that the way that you're being successful is by you yourself getting a lot of tasks accomplished it's a lot more about your transitioning from doing into influencing as you transition into leadership and grow as a leader. 
Now, there's one more thing that I want to share with you, which is uh, this idea of a pause. There's a book out there, it's called The Pause Principle, and I will link to it in the show note. The, a quote from the author that I really like is that the pause is what transforms management into leadership. Think about that. It is that built-in pause, the moment when we stop and we reflect of what's going on, the moment when we connect dots, the moments when we take a step back and we look at the bigger picture, when we look at, okay, what could the next move be? What could go wrong here? What could go right here? The moments when we just let information settle and we maybe notice where are we influenced by confirmation bias or where are emotions getting the best of it and then being able to course correct because we stopped and paused. So this idea of building in a pause is a bit like the body needs sleep, our mind needs the pause. And yes, while you sleep, your brain also gets somewhat of a pause. But consider this, when you sleep, your body will wake up with new energy, refueled and ready to tackle whatever is going to come your way that day. Your brain needs that pause throughout the day, especially when you have to make a lot of decisions for yourself and for others and for your team throughout the day. I remember when I was working in a corporate career, I would come home and I couldn't decide what to eat. I was so tired of making decisions all day long. I had decision fatigue by the end of the day, which is, by the way, a real thing. So slowing things down and accounting for and scheduling your calendar certain breaks throughout the day will help you be able to stop and reflect, will help you to transition from management into leadership, to be self-reflective, to gain awareness as you go through your day, to take this bigger picture perspective and to recalibrate what's happening for you and how you may be reacting uh, in the moment and instead choose a proactive action. This is incredibly powerful. So I encourage you as you think about how to add most value to your day and how to make it the most successful and productive and how to figure out what makes a productive and successful day to you. I'd also encourage you to think about how you can add pauses and breaks in your day so that you have a sustainable performance throughout your entire day, not that you drop into a big slump after lunch or that you have decision fatigue by four in the afternoon. So implementing pauses throughout the day and at the end of the day to reflect back on what worked well during the day and what didn't work so well during the day, those are critical components of of stepping into this identity of becoming a leader who influences more and is doing less of the tactical work is so important. So to recap this, the three phases are one, becoming aware that this is a thing that you have to shift your identity as you grow as a leader. Number two is to figure out what are those actual factors that you want to measure your own success and your productivity by. And then number three is to implement it, to plan your day that way, to execute it with these pillars in mind and by disciplined implementing breaks and pauses throughout the working hours so that you are at your best mentally, emotionally and physically while you work. 
Now, if this message resonated with you and you know some of your colleagues or friends would benefit from hearing it too and understanding that redefining success and productivity is a critical component to growing as a leader, please pass this podcast along so that they can hear the message as well. And it would mean the world to us knowing that we can reach more people with this information to help them be set up for success. And if you soak this up like a sponge and you feel like there's so much more that you could learn and apply to become a respected in-demand leader in your organization, then schedule a call with me by visiting ramonashaw.com forward slash apply. We will chat together, figure out where you're currently at so so that you're crystal clear of what's currently getting in the way, where you want to go and what it will take to get there. This clarity is incredibly powerful. So take me up on the offer, visit ramonashaw.com forward slash apply and I hope we get to chat sometime soon. That's what we got for you today. I'll talk to you next week in another episode of the Manage to Track podcast. Bye-bye. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.